Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, show 538 on my podcast, The Whole Intelligent Rambling, right here on the Talk Shoe Network. I'm your host, Russ Sale, and back for another week of podcasting goodness. And yes, as you can tell, I am pretty much done with the bug and the flu. After almost two months of suffering, I believe I am on the road, knockwood, to wellness. <clears throat> Here uh, in southern southern Ontario. So that's the power of medication, ladies and gentlemen. So that is where we're at today. Got a packed, loaded show coming back for you on the program today. Going to kick things off with a brand new movie, courtesy of Sony Classics and Sony Home Video. It is Brigsby Bear, starring, actually, Mark Hamill and a very... Interesting story about a boy, a bear, and a little kidnapping. Then let me go from a a much younger boy and the latest edition of of latest release from the good folks at Disney in Pixar. It is Coco, where it's all about the familia. And a young boy uh, searches his destiny in the land of the dead. And then, then we go uh, from a blast to the past with another signature edition. This time it is Disney's Lady and the Tramp on Blu-ray, a multi-screen edition, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Video. And in keeping with the family theme, we go with, with, uh, with the latest release from Paramount Home Video with Daddy's Home 2, starring um, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. This time they're joined by John Lithgow and Mel Gibson in this sequel to the original Daddy's Home. Then we go from that family to the Marvel family with another great book from the fun folks at DK Publishing is Marvel's Black Panther, The Ultimate Guide, courtesy of DK Publishing. That's all on this episode of Ramble with Russell. Now, before I get started on the show, I did want to mention one thing. I did have a chance to check out the latest um, trailer, uh, speaking of Disney, uh, and that is Re- Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Now, the nice thing about the first Wreck-It Ralph is that was one of those weird kind of comedies that came out of nowhere. It was a real treat for all us video game kind of people. Um, what I've seen from the teaser trailer, and I'm hoping there's more in the official trailer, I don't know how well this one is is going to go. We'll, we'll see. I, I early scenes of it and i i don't know if it'll have the same charm as the first one so remains to be seen 
on that. So I just thought I would throw that out there. Also, uh, I did mention the Black Panther is <clears throat> on the docket for today. I am going to try, uh, hopefully sometime soon, maybe this week, uh, if if the fates allow, to actually attend and see Black Panther in a theater near me. So hopefully that will be on a future review on this very program. So that's kind of a tease on what's to come here on the show. So uh, I'm going to take a little musical interlude and come up with the first review of the show. My first Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Brigsby Bear, courtesy of Sony Home Video. Now, this is also part of Sony Classics. The story revolves around a, a strange young boy, although in this movie he's mostly a man, called James. And James, at the start of movie, he's living, you know, kind of a, an interesting life. He's in a bomb shelter, and he's being looked after his two, fr- his two parents, uh, Ted, played by Mark Hamill, of all people, and April played by Jane Adams. Well, James's world, uh, and James is played by Kyle Mooney, James's world comes to an abrupt kind of interrupt when we find out that James, no, he's not surviving a nuclear apocalypse. He has been kidnapped. And and the Mark Hamill character and his wife have, been, have had this boy hold up in, a, in a, like a bomb shelter for quite some time. Time and they they've kind of kept him in line by saying you know it's it's you know it's dangerous out there you can't go there and they've been entertaining him with a bunch of tapes about the adventures of Brigsby Bear. Now you're saying to yourself, who the heck is Brigsby Bear? Well, what the producers have done is they've kind of given it's kind of like saying here's here's an alternative reality version of Teddy Ruxpin for all you that are old enough to remember. Teddy Ruxpin was this toy, this bear, that you could pop a cassette in its butt, and then it <laughs> would talk through the cassette. Now, this is back in the 1980s, and this thing sold like crazy. They did like an animated show, and, 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 and in some ways, it was kind of creepy. So, th- so the, these, these kidnappers somehow had access to a studio with costumes and everything, and they, they were filming <laughs> these, making their own kind of Teddy Ruxpin, going to Brigsby, and using that to kind of semi-brainwash the kid. And apparently, the, this Mark Hamill character, he had his own little production studio he'd go to, and he'd film this, provide the voices for lots of the characters, and they would make daily, they were making tapes for this kid to kind of keep him in line. Well, the, the kid gets rescued from the FBI because Ted kind of slips up and, and gets taken home, but the only reality knows is this weird kind of, you know, full reality. So he makes friends and he finds out, you know, that Brigsby Bear was this invention by his, his kidnapped people. People that kidnapped him. But, but you know, he still kind of takes it to heart and, and decides as a bit of therapy that he wants to continue to finish making more episodes of Brigsby Bear. This is a very quirky very odd little movie. I'm going to tell you that. The Mark Hamill is, is great in it, though. He's not on screen a lot, but we hear his voice in the voice of Brigsby and then the evil character, which is the face of a son. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, you got to see it. Uh, as, as it is for a quirky comedy, it is really quirky. I haven't seen Kyle Mooney 
and and anything um else before it it is one of those i don't know just odd little independent films now for extras there's a fair amount of extras in this set you get a gag reel you get uh, the wisdom of brigsby bear an evening with brigsby bear this is where they did a q a with a lot of the cast uh twin speak kyle and dave this is the 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 star and the producer of the show and how they kind of speak together and get commentary uh, with the star and the director. For Blu-ray exclusives, you get Bigsby Bear, The Lost Episode. This is <laughs> uh, like a, a filmed episode of the show. You can check out uh, Brigsby. And extended and deleted scenes. Uh, I mean, if you're looking for an odd little movie, Mark Hamill, uh, you know, I have to give this guy credit. He sometimes does stuff and you're going, Okay. And and this is one that that it was and and that um, that it's really the old adage of a show must go on and and what they do to kind of recreate this is is really an odd little movie. Um, it, it's 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 been cited as a truly unusual and remarkable touching comedy by Brian Barna of Nylon, whatever that is, and yeah, it, it is. An oddball little comedy uh, of 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 a kid who just kind of you know who's an adult but still a kid at heart who overcomes diversity to to do something that's important to him. <laughs> Overall, it, it is a a funny little movie, uh, an odd role for Mark Hamill. And if you're looking for something different, definitely check out Brigsby Bear. So that is my take of Brigsby Bear on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Sony Home Entertainment.
animated movie to review for this episode is Coco, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Videos. Now, this, of course, is the latest animated movie with Disney and Pixar, and I've always enjoyed a good Pixar movie. Pixar is one of those film companies that not only do they make a movie visually stunning, and this one really truly is, but they also kind of pull at your heartstrings a bit. And I gotta say, just like Toy Story 3, which I challenge you, unless you have a heart of stone, will make you cry with that Sarah McLaughlin song. This is another one of these movies that right near the end, I'm going, ah, you buggers. And, and it really kind of pulls at the heartstring. The, the movie revolves around a young boy in Mexico, and it's just about the time in Mexico where it's the Day of the Dead. This is where in, in they, they honor the dead, and they put out food, and it's one day a year where the dead come back and visit the living. That's the premise of the show. Now, the hero of this story is Miguel, voiced by Anthony Gonzalez. His family is kind of under a curse. For years, um, his, his great-grandmother uh, great grandmother used to be married to a musician. And then the musician got really famous away, and then left their, their family. And then the, his great-grandmother had to struggle and went into the shoe business. And that became their business ever since. And since then, music has been banned. But the kid has a heart in his song in his heart, and he must sing. So he's really wants to sing. He's kind of hiding his his love of singing from his family because everybody's like, "You must make the shoes. Shoes is good, and the Russian sounds better that way." So, so it's a Mexican family. <laughs> um, so, so they're all like, you know, you gotta have shoes. Shoes are the deal. So, so, so they, so they, that's the big focus of the family. Well, it's the Day of the Dead, and, and, and there's a big festival that, that's kind of happening in this small town, and part of the festival is this big musical competition. And Miguel is all like, yeah, I'm going to get this guitar I made, and I'm going to be just like my childhood hero, and Nestor de la Cruz, and, and I'm just going to blow everybody's away. And in this story, Nestor de la Cruz, it was a very famous singer who, at the height of his career, was singing and got killed by a giant bell. I'm not kidding you. And and then since then he's been immortalized by the people. And this kid, and before the guy died, he was like he was like a Mexican Elvis, really, because he did movies and all kind of stuff. And Miguel idolizes this guy. So so he just before the competition, slight spoiler here. His, his mother smashes his guitar. And, and so the kid goes, you know, there's this guitar in the tomb of Ernesto de la Cruz. You know, I'm such a big fan. I'm sure he won't mind if I steal the guitar so I can use it to play in this festival. Well, he steals the guitar. And, of course, he strums it on the Day of the Dead. And through magic, which they really don't explain. Uh, Miguel gets transported into the land of the dead. So here's a living boy with skeleton people. And and he he gets stuck in the land of the dead. And the, most of the movie, he's trying to get back to the land of living because if he stays in the land of the dead too long, then he's stuck there. And his family... So he, he's... So it's, it's very much a, a story of family. Also, along the way, he's joined by Hector played by Gael Garcia Bernal, and, and, is, and, and, and Miguel uh, also has his dog, Dante, which, which for once is not a talking, singing dog. 
just a goofy kind of Mexican type of dog that, as the story goes, you find out he's more than just a dog. Overall, it is a really fun movie. Uh, lots of songs. Very colorful. And Although it does help in a lot of instances if you could speak Spanish. Even watching this with English subtitles, there are certain times, whether it's speaking in uh, Mexican or Spanish, and I have no idea what they're saying. I cannot translate that. It translates the words in English subtitles not in English. Well, I have no idea what they're singing about. They mostly speak English. So if you're like bilingual, hasa. But if you're not, a lot of the songs I'm going, well, I kind of know what they may be singing about, but I'm not really sure. So that's it. It is a gorgeous movie. I, I said there is a bit at the end where damn Pixar just makes you want to cry. And that's them. Um... Uh, it's described as a masterpiece by Drew Movie Phone. I'm going to say, uh, I much enjoyed this movie way more than Inside Out. Best animated feature of the year by Dwight Brown, Huffington Post. Yeah, I'm going to say, I, I watched a few animated features uh, back in 2017. This would be definitely one of the top ones. It, it's one of those ones where, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Mexican or you're not Mexican. The, the message of family is universal. And in this one, Family really is the deal. And, of course, this was the Golden Global winner for the best uh, motion picture animated from this year. So I bet it's going to be very heavily Oscar favorited. Now, for bonuses, and I have to give Disney credit. They have given you over two hours of bonus features on this release. Not only do you get a, the disc on Blu-ray, but you get a second bonus disc. And that is pretty damn cool. Among the bonuses... You do get commentary by the filmmakers, which I really applaud. Thank you for that. You get deleted scenes, which is really cool. You get the path to Pixar Coco. So this is a lot of the behind the scenes of how they made the movie. You do get an animated featurette on the music for Coco because it's very Mexican and it's very fun. I, I really enjoyed it, except for the language barrier for me. Uh, there's also some great featurettes on, on, um, on the voice actors. And they even show you one how to make these really cool um, cut-out paper designs that are featured in the movie. Overall, a fun feature. It's, it's kind of nice to hear an animated movie where it's not a bunch of celebrity actors and, and it feels it makes it feel more, more genuine. Uh, but I always knew the Day of the Dead was big, but um, you know I didn't know it was that big. It's, it's very much family. There's a, there's a nice little twist at the end. I love the actor who plays Ernesto de la Cruz. Very, very over the top. Very like, hey there. And, and that works for this role for sure. And, and Dante is just a funny animated dog. Uh, overall, uh, a fun feature. I think, whereas the last one, last recent ones I saw Inside Out was more directed teenage girls. This is a, a better kind of overall movie more of a, a family message and you know everybody has a family i don't care what race religion or culture you are that kind of makes this movie more relatable uh could could there be a coco too i don't know uh maybe uh i don't know we'll see as always with disney if it makes enough money huzzah uh it's gonna happen 
Uh, the one thing I was a little disappointed in, and maybe is this something that Pixar is getting away from? Typically with the Pixar movie, there was always an animated short with it uh, that accompanied the movie the, 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 before the movie aired in theaters. This time around, no animated short on the Blu-ray release. Usually they include that with the movie. That's a shame. Uh, lately, they've been doing really good with the animated shorts and that a lot of them have been dialogue-free and it's all uh, just visual and, and, and kind of telling the story without words. And I appreciate that. Uh, but there was none this time around. So any of you uh, the ramblers out there saw it in the theater, you know, tell me on Twitter. Did Was there a, a Pixar short before this aired uh, in the theater? Or did it just simply air as it is? If so... What was it? Because I want to know, because they should have put on this release. Overall, a, a, a fun multi-screen addition. Uh, well, well-worthy addition to the uh, Pixar family. And another hit from Disney. That is my take of Disney's Pixar's Coco on the Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment. It's a beautiful night And we call it Bellanote Look at the sky They have stars in their eyes On this lovely Bellanote So take the love of your loved one time to keep from falling like a star when you make that dizzy climb for this is the night and the heavens are bright on this lovely Walt Disney Blu-ray review for this episode. We go back in the Wayback Machine back to 1955 for the signature edition of Lady and the Tramp. Now, this is one of Disney's earliest 
movie productions start back in 1955 at the birth of Walt Disney World. Walt Disney would only survive until 1966, so he only really got to see about 11 years of Walt Disney World kind of growth. And it's amazing to see that what it's become, he only got to see like the little parts of it. This is a, a classic story. It, it's well documented in, in the um, extras behind this. The Walt was a big lover of dogs. And, and so that's kind of what brought him to this story. The story is basically about a, a lady dog, played by lady. And this is all done by the dog's perspective. So for the most part, you do see humans in this one, a lot like kind of 101 Dalmatians, but it's mostly a dog's point of view. Lady is a dog, as his calls, Cocker Spaniel, who's living the high life uh, with until a baby comes into the picture, and that kind of sets her world into turmoil. And, and it really is a nice, classic, hand-drawn you know, piece of animation. Yeah, I appreciate the modern stuff like Coco, where it's all computer animated. One thing about <clears throat> the early night, the early Disney stuff that really kind of has a charm to it. Uh, of course, <clears throat> the the voices back then were really big. You had Lady was played by Barbara Ludley or Ludley, who Ludley, who was a, a huge actress at the time. Tramp is played by Larry Roberts. And Peggy Lee uh, also does a voice of Darling and 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 Peg, the, the hound dog. Now, this is one of these movies that I hadn't seen all the way through in a long time. As a kid, I always grew up with it. Of course, we had the same easy song. A lot of the songs in this one are very memorable. It, it was that kind of time in the 1950s where Disney was just banging out hit after hit. And always full of really memorable, singable songs. And that's what I loved about it. It just had a nice kind of... You have so many songs. You have Bella Nade. So many kind of memorable songs. And this really is a, a sweet story about, about uh, two dogs on completely different sides of the tracks. Now, there's one part in this where it's a rat. And this rat has to be one of the scariest things I think Disney's ever drawn. And, and it really is, is a nice piece of animation. At one point, Tramp's attacking it. And they're very smart in that there's a point where Tramp clearly kills it. But it's not like, you know, there's no blood splatter. It's a very PG sort of kill. Overall, I, you know, I think the movie really does stand up as a nice piece of cinema. There is a bit near the end where it, ooh, it almost pulls a Pixar on you. It almost makes you go, oh, no, really? But I won't say much else than that. If you've never seen this movie before, it is truly a classic. It, it, they did a great job restoring this to Blu-ray. There, easy, there even is an option with the sound where you can actually listen to the original soundtrack in addition to the five pipe one. So if you want to get that kind of feel the original, it's there. This is one of these movies that for some reason they, they didn't put the borders along the side, I guess, because that's, you don't have to deal with that. For extras, not bad. Now keep in mind, this is the signature edition. They did this again recently with some other ones, where if, if you're looking for the definitive version of Laying the Trap, you're saying, oh, should I trade this in if I've already bought the Platinum and the Diamond editions? No. Uh, this seems to be a trend with Disney, and I don't hope it's not too big of a trend, where they where the signature editions don't have the extras from the platinum and diamond. 
if you're looking for old school, you know, like footage of the making of Laying the Tramp and a lot of the behind the scenes classic DVD bonus features, sadly, you're not going to find them on this disc set. So this is great if if you, you just want to pick up the movie and you don't care about behind the scenes and you just want to own it, bam But But if you still want some of the extras, you got to either keep your Platinum or Diamond Editions or try to find them out if that's what you're looking for. For extras in this round, we do have three ways to watch the movie, either a sing-along version, inside Walt's story meetings. This is a really cool thing. This probably provides the most insight behind the scenes you're going to get for this release. What it is, as you're watching the movie, you hear recordings of Walt and his cronies talking about the movie, what they want to do for the movie, and, and basically talking the movie out as you're watching it on screen which is really cool uh, to hear what they're going to say. And of course, again, you get the original theatrical version of it as well. Stories from Walt's office. This is a, this is a um, featurette where you see about all the trinkets from Walt Disney's office. Apparently, they've gone to great lengths to preserve that. You also get Walt and his dogs. This is where they talk about all the dogs that have been Walt Disney's life. You also get a featurette on how to make a meatball and other fun facts with Laying the Trap. This is when uh, with the Oh My Disney star Alex Gabrielle and teen chef Amber Kelly walk us through how to make a spaghetti and the meatballs a dinner. You get, get, you get deleted scenes of this as well. But again, a lot of the heart of the behind-the-scenes stuff that you got in the Platinum and Diamond doesn't transfer over to Signature. So if you really want that, <coughs> either keep them or kind of search them out. You do get a digital copy of the movie, which is very cool. So um, it is really, um, it is, is a fun release. That I said, again, there are new extras from the previous ones, the Diamond Edition and the Platinum. But if you don't care about those, and you just care about behind the scenes, then yes, yeah, stick with those. But if you haven't got this out, and you know how Disney likes to rotate stuff, this is definitely worth getting out and out of your collection. One of my favorite old school Disney uh, animated features. And a cool little fun fact, some of the dogs that appear in the Dog Pound in this movie make another cameo appearance in 101 Dalmatians. So that's a neat little Disney fun fact for you. So that is my take of the signature edition of Lady and the Tramp on Blu-ray DVD digital multi-screen edition pack. Courtesy, great folks at Walt Disney Home Entertainment.
My movie on DVD review. This episode is Daddy's Home 2, courtesy of Paramount Home Videos. Starring Will Farrell and Mark Wahlberg, who will always be Marky Mark to me. If a problem with a Mark, come and get me. I don't care. Uh, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. Now, this is a sequel in, to the original Daddy's Home, where both Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg's characters were kind of competing dads when it came to the kids. The, each of them are... are uh, Will Ferrell played the kind of stepdad to Mark Wahlberg's kids. And so, so they're both kind of competing for <laughs> the attention of these children. Now, thrown into the mix... Uh, now, in, in the in the first movie, they, they, those two kind of had war with each other, but at the end, they kind of reconciled and, and became friends. And at the very end of the movie, um, there there's a really nice little cameo by by John Cena as the other as the biological father to 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 the to one of to one of the kids that the other two were fighting over. I know it sounds complicated. I don't want to explain it. It just makes sense. So he was kind of thrown in the end, and we thought, oh, bam, now they got to compete with John Cena. And you think, well, maybe this is the sequel. Well, that's really not the case for the sequel. Daddy's Home 2, of course, came out last year on Christmas time. So this is a Christmas movie that I'm watching in late winter. Which is kind of odd because it's late winter. So the plot doesn't evolve around these two trying to fend off John Cena. Heck no. Mr. Cena, Mr. Big Match John, doesn't show up in the movie until an hour into the movie. This time around, uh, both the characters played uh, Will Farrow and, and Mark have to compete with the, their respective fathers or grandfathers. Uh, Will's character's grandfather, uh, father, is played by John Lithgow, who I think is one of my favorite actors and really is the shining light in this movie. And uh, Mark Wahlberg's father is played by Mel Gibson, <laughs> a very older, very gruff uh, Mel Gibson, who is Kurt. So so, so the, the, the kids are kind of tired of, of two fathers fighting over their attention. And so the grandfathers are coming back to, to spend the holidays. And rather than have, you know, a big fight over who goes where, they decide to have a big old family vacation together. So it's kind of like Christmas vacation, sort of, kind of. So, so all throughout this movie, you have the, you have the grandparents kind of competing with that, their, their kids for the affection of the other kids. So it's very much that kind of kind of wacky comedy. Will Ferrell, as always, does a lot of physical comedy. There's, there's one point, and I have to get this credit, where where Will where it involves Christmas lights and a snowblower, <laughs> which I've never seen before. It is like, what this I'm on my scene, and it's probably one of the craziest things I've ever seen involving snowblower and Christmas lights. <laughs> it's like Man, you are dumb. Uh, when then that happens, so that's basically it. Again, Cena is is only in this. Doesn't show up until like an hour into this movie, and it's very much an extended cameo. He plays Roger. Now, um, so it's a lot of conflict. At one point, they they the the, the and so it's a lot of the things of 
Mark Mark's character is trying to compete or trying to get the affection of of um, Mel Gibson's character Kurt, who was kind of a really they're kind of like opposite dads. Kurt was a kind of distant father who at one point Mark was in a a band aid tribute in his school. Yes, back when Marky Mark was in school, his character did uh, you know the song Fade the Wind. That's a really bad version. They 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 did that at there's as their school Christmas concert, and the plot was that Mark's character's concert was supposed to do the the Bono part of it, you know, Bono part, and then and then then Kurt like walks out on him as he's about to have his little solo. He screws it up, and then he's traumatized because of this. And this plays in as 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 band band erupts in an airport <sighs> and suddenly marky mark can sing like bono okay whatever sure he can um so it, it's kind of a ridiculous kind of christmasy movie now i definitely did get the dvd version of this so there are no extras if you want extras get the blu-ray that's the story of the story the um the the quotes in this one because you know folks i love to read quotes You'll want to watch it again and again, quoted by Cynthia Wheeler of Hap Warden. I don't know about the uh, again and again. The I love the French translation of this. It's it's la retour de papa du, which is the return of daddy too, which is really isn't the the best entree translation, but whatever. If you liked the first movie, you'll probably like this one. Will Ferrell is Mr. Slapstick. And I, I did like Lithgow and, and uh, Mel Gibson. This one. Mel Gibson is definitely showing his age. Lithgow, I swear, the man is an acting machine. I was really impressed with him recently in The Crown. And in this one, he just plays a lovable, sweet kind of old guy to a T. Overall, uh, a fun little movie. Does there need to be a Daddy's Home 3? No, I say no, there don't. But, you know, I don't know what more they can do with a third movie. They kind of exhausted the franchise, in this opinion, my opinion. Uh, it is what it is. It's it's a silly comedy um, for what it is. Um, overall... It's so hard to watch a Christmas movie when Christmas is like way over. But but if you like those two, um, I guess it's worth checking out. It, it's it's a different dynamic because in this one, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, for the most part, are trying to work together. And, and that initial conflict we had in the first one really isn't there so much. The kids are cute, as kids always are. But it's typically the adults that are stealing the show in this one. So that is my take of Daddy's Home 2 on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment.
My book review for this episode is Marvel's Black Panther, The Ultimate Guide, courtesy of DK Publishing. This highlights the legend, warrior, king, and hero from the Marvel Universe. Now, unbeknownst to me, this character is way older than I thought. His origins go back right back to 1966. So yeah, this character is one of the forefront of heroes back in that day. I always thought he'd been around for a long time. And and yeah, this really proves it. Now, with most of these ultimate guides, these really give a good kind of look at this character's amazing history over the past 50 years. You know, Superman's 50th was big, and so was Spidey's, but Black Panther kind of was the... I don't kind of forgotten about. And this book really gives you, you know, all you need to know. You have key themes, storylines, character studies, and 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 really a, a, a really good look into the characters thing. You we have um we have lots of great cover art. We get um a lot of dual page stuff of all the characters and all the iterations of the character that's gone through over the years. Lots of great artwork. This really is an amazing piece of history because you're thinking to yourself, you know, in, in in addition to being part of the Avengers, Black Panther has had a major role in many comic books throughout the run of the MCU. If you ever wanted to get the ultimate 411 on Black Panther and almost every character he's ever dealt with, this 200-page book is really the way to go. I love these kind of things where it just gives you the, the most up-to-date look at the character, all his enemies, all his allies, all the big character developments that's happened within the last 50 years. The artwork is stunning. I really love these kind of books. If, you, if you're if you going into Black Panther, the movie thing, and, you know, I don't know a thing about this character. I want to brush up. This really is your definitive guide to this hero. So that is my take of Black Panther, the ultimate guide, courtesy of the great folks of DK Publishing. Let's wrap things up for this edition of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me the number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at RamblingRuss, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me and I tweet you back. I appreciate all the tweets and retweets and likes on Twitter. And I love to hear from my audience on Twitter. So you follow me, I'll follow you. As always, of course, you can check out all the new shows for Shoot Network. I'm show 18411. That is my caller ID. Any new episodes always these days appear on TalkShoe. Of course, you want to check out my older shows where I have over eight plus years of podcasting goodness right uh, for you at my older uh, website at backslash ramblingrust.libsyn is in november.com. That's my original home and internet where I have over eight plus years of podcasting goodness full of reviews, um, interviews, and convention coverage right there. And of course, all the new stuff is here on TalkShoe. And you can also check out my older episodes in iTunes under, under Ramble with Russell under podcasts. I'm right there as well. I encourage you to sign up or and check those out. Coming up on a future, a future episode of the show next week is going to be a very cool show. It's going to be full of some very heroic people with Only the Brave, courtesy of Sony Home Video, Batman, Gotham, 
by Gaslight, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video, and one I'm very much looking forward to, Thor Ragnarok, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Video. That's all on next week's show, as well as possibly Blue Planet 2, uh, courtesy of BBC Video, on Blu-ray, possibly on next week's show. Also, this uh, ne- this coming week, I'm hopefully in the catch Black Panther, and if I do, that will be on next week's show, or a show very soon. And book-wise reviews, keeping with heroes, I'll give you my book review of the WWE Ultimate Superstar Guide, courtesy of DK Publishing, and I'll tell you the names that didn't appear in this volume. As well, on the docket for future movie reviews, I have Roman J. Israel Esquire, courtesy of Sony, Marshall, courtesy of Sony, and courtesy of Paramount, same kind of different as me. That's all possible reviews in the upcoming future. So keep listening to the very program. Also, as I mentioned in the past, I'm hoping to get some more interviews back on the show. Still trying to line up uh, I think with Art Gal, the very busy, very multi-talented, and possibly some other interviews along the way. So I'm going to try to bring that back to this program. I thank you all for listening. Oh, also, uh, possibly season two of Cold Black will be um, coming up, reviewed very soon. So that's all coming up on future editions of the program. That is it for me, and we'll catch you next week right here on Rambo with Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.